the FCS releases their first team all HBCU roster. How the Celebration Bowl impacts recruiting and Shadur Sanders adds another trophy on his wall, rather trophy on his mantle. Oh yeah, this is Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, the number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor. Thank you for making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to us by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. And to start off today's episode, we're going to be talking about a fantastic list that the FCS has come up with. And that is the all SWAC, all MEAC combined together and a little bit of Tennessee State. All HBCU team. They call it the top 2021 HBCU players by position, but... Really, we know what that means. It's just an all HBCU team. That's really what it is. So we have some superlatives in there as well. And I'm not going to list off everybody because who really wants to just read, right? If you want to read that, y'all can go to uh, the website. I'm not going to get no free promotion on here. They're going to have to cut a check. But we can we can find it. Let's just put it that way. If you want to find it, you can go there. But I personally am going to give you just the the bullet points. Just a couple of things that I took from it. Number one, the SWAC has more players. They lead the MEAC 19 to 10. But one thing that there needs to be at least acknowledged is that the SWAC has double the amount of teams as the MEAC. So it's not even close. The MEAC doesn't even have conferences. So the SWAC is well outnumbering them as far as teams and potential players go. But let's look at the superlatives for each conference. Or not each conference, the uh, superlatives that each conference got. And most of these went the way of the SWAC, honestly. Most of these went the way of the SWAC. And most valuable player, Akil Glass. Bishop Bonnet was your Offensive Player of the Year. And I thought that him being the Offensive Player of the Year was great because so often we'll see the quarterback or the backup quarterback, so to speak, um, whoever's going to be the second-team guy or a second-person They'll get it. But I thought it was great because Bishop Bonnet was the heartbeat of the offense of a team that went to the FCS playoffs. So I, I did feel like it was necessary and honestly good that they gave him the shine and the proper acknowledgement that he deserved. Isaiah Lamb being the defensive player of the year is really no shocker. We've talked about him on multiple occasions this year, just how much of a force he is in the backfield. So if you've been going on this journey with us this whole time, you already know that Isaiah Lamb is a beast and honestly, I think he's the favorite to win the Buck Buchanan Award for the best defensive player in the FCS. And we'll see in January. They'll probably get it announced before that, but it'll be officially announced January 7th in Frisco, Texas. So we will see that. But here's a couple of things that I thought were noteworthy, and that's that Akil Glass made it over Jawan Carter. Akil Glass coming from Alabama A&M, Carter coming from Norfolk State. 
And they explained it on what it was because they had a section of players that they just narrowly missed. You just narrowly missed the 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 achievement of being first team all HBCU. And they give the reasons why. But let's talk about Carter specifically. It can only be one quarterback. I thought it was interesting because these are the same people who are going to vote on the best player in the FCS. So I think this is a at least a note that even if it was just those two in the running, they would give the nod to Glass. And this is why. Glass got cold in the middle of the year. He heated back up. It was a three-game span. They struggled. However, he heats back up. Carter had the lack of team success. This is what they said about Carter. His team lacked success at the end of the season when they were trying to make a championship push. So it seemed like he was very much so knocked for his overall team struggling. And I think Glass was was rewarded because he got cold but then got hot. It's a lot of recency bias, right? When you look at it, Texas A&M loses two games in the middle of the year. It's not the same as if a team like Michigan State, I can't think of a team that lost two off the top of my head, but I'll just throw Michigan State because I can think of their loss to Ohio State. It's not the same as if they lost twice at the end of the year. It's just not the same because we just saw it. So I think that's one of those things recently biased. But then also, team success aside, Glass had a record-breaking season. He had multiple records. It was like this was a historic season almost for him where he had the most yards in Alabama A&M history in a game. It was moments like that that I felt like really got him the nod. Then let's get into the big uglies, man, because I'm about to talk offensive linemen on the pod. Like, are y'all serious right now? I'm about to talk offensive linemen on the pod. Norfolk had three offensive linemen make all MEAC team. And then they also had three of those linemen, the same linemen, three of those linemen make the all FCS HBCU team. And they were chosen as the best unit in the in the whole rundown. That was one of the also the superlatives that I just didn't get to. But they were the best unit. And I think that they deserved it. You could say that the Alabama A&M receivers deserved it because they had two receivers on the first team, and I would completely understand that. But I'm going to tell you why I personally would give the nod to Norfolk in the offensive line. Because, first off, they had more players. They had three players instead of two. And I understand that there's more starting offensive linemen, but about the same amount of players at each position play every game. And you could have gotten a third receiver. And if you got a third receiver... That's unheard of. I do think that you would have seen them be voted the best unit. But I look at it this way. They're both units, but the offensive line is a cohesive unit. Let's take it into racing terms. The offensive line is a three-legged race. Tie your ankle to another person's ankle, run that way. The wide receiving room is like a relay where everything you do affects me. In a three-legged race. You move, I move. Just like that. But then you look at in a relay, we are all working together to get to a common goal. However, what you do technically does not affect my run. I'm still going to have my time is my time. If that makes sense. Not into the whole depth of how relays work and everything. But you don't affect me necessarily. Might pick up my pace and all of those things. However, I can do my, my own thing just like you can do your own thing. And another thing that, that that stuck out to me was the swag dominated on the defensive side of it. And they had 10 out of the 13 defenders were from that from that swag. And two of those defenders were from Norfolk. So Norfolk had a lot of people, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But 
Two of them came from Norfolk, and the other one was the, the MEAC Defensive Player of the Year, Kobe Durant. Keontae Hampton was a part of the team. He wasn't a part of the SWAC first team. He was part of the SWAC second team, but they added an extra linebacker. So they had four linebackers instead of three, and he made it, and they raved about him during the SWAC championship. So you can see why, because the FCS holds him in that type of regard as well as a first-team caliber type of player. Of course, they added four, four of them, but you're part of the four best linemen in the HBCU, I guess I should say. And then I want to point out specifically the one Tennessee State player who is Robert Lacey, offensive lineman. And I just want to point him out because he is the only one that is up there and he deserves it. And then lastly, Norfolk had the most amount of players on there with six. But they did not achieve the team's success. And it's just, it's one of those things where you look, you say you have all these great players. Why do you not have the team's success? And I think it might be even bittersweet for all the Norfolk players to be like, all these people recognized my talent. We all see it. Because one thing when I know I'm talented, when everybody sees it, it's like, okay, everybody knows we're talented, but we're not getting the job done. Look at Jackson State. Look at Florida A&M. They, they round out the top three because they have five apiece. They're in the Celebration Bowl. They're in the FCS playoffs. Those are the type of things that you want as Norfolk, but you didn't have it. So I think it has to be a, at least a little bittersweet and leave a bad taste in their mouth. Like, yeah, we have great players, but we do not have the success that great players should come with. So that's kind of a bummer for them. But as we continue with today's episode, we're going to be talking about the impact that the Celebration Bowl really has on recruiting. Something that maybe not discussed as much, but trust and believe that it does have an impact. And it is a part of this game that will continue going. But something else that I want to talk about is Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of your sports action. Head to the new desktop or go on your phone on the mobile website because you're probably listening to me on that right now and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N to receive your bonus. You can do basketball, you can do football, you can do NHL, you can do boxing. I told y'all I've been excited for the UFC. And if you bet some money on Juliana Pena, man, you might you might really be balling right now because nobody expected her to shock the world and, and knock out Amanda Nunez. Nobody saw that, or tap out Amanda Nunez, excuse me. Nobody saw that coming. Or if you don't want to do any of that, you just want to play some casino games, you got that too. But bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts have you heard of prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy something i love and i know you will too they're the leader in college sports daily fantasy have guys from power fives mid-majors even players that you've probably never even heard of they have them too and they have more props than you could think of yardage touchdowns interceptions thrown fumbles all of those things but make sure when you do it you use the promo code locked on to get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars you pick between two to five players, take the over and under, and it's really you versus the numbers. And you could do mixed sports entries on the same ticket. So if you want to talk about the over on Kyler Murray touchdowns, but you want to take the under on games played by the, by the Bulls. I don't know. They got a COVID breakout. Anything that you could think of, you can do. And it takes less than 60 seconds. Just go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, whatever you get your apps on. And know that PrizePix offers safe, safe and fast withdrawals. Go to prizepix.com or go to the app. Doesn't matter. But make sure you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. PrizePix. Daily fantasy made easy. 
Alright family, as we keep rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, thank you for making us your first listen of the day, every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis is the most comprehensive college football playoff preview beginning this Friday. Now I want to talk to you guys about the impact that the Celebration Bowl has on recruiting. And if you guys have been on this journey for a while, then you remember us discussing the, the CP3 HBCU Challenge. It was in the West Coast. It was in Phoenix, Arizona. And one of his main missions that he was trying to complete within this, other than just putting the games on TV and giving them overall awareness nationwide, was to give this awareness to HBCUs on the West side of the country because there just isn't HBCUs over there. They just just isn't where they are, right? So what you don't know, you won't be aware of, right? So we talked about that yesterday when talking about information technology and all the great things that Coach Mo has done for the Rally North Carolina area. And we're talking about the greater exposure of HBCUs to a whole left side of the country. But this is a little bit less broad, right? We're not just talking about a group of people being unaware of certain career opportunities. We're not just talking about a certain section of America not having these type of schools. This one's very specific. So I don't want to like beleaguer the point and try to make you feel like, man, he's just throwing the same things down our throat. No, this is about recruiting. And this is about growing your your base. By the way, beleaguer was the word of the day. That one came out so smooth. I didn't even know it was the word of the day. I just thought I just thought I came up with that off the top of my head. But um <laughs> but overall, this is about spreading your reach in in making sure that Jackson State and South Carolina have a true foothold in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not trying to get you to open your eyes to HBCUs. They already have that in Atlanta. The AUC right there. All right. You want to go talk about Morehouse, Clark, Spelman? They're right there. They're not ignorant to HBCUs. However, they are D2 schools. This is important, not because D2 is any kind of status. That's irrelevant. So I want to talk about this. You don't play D2 schools often. You're not playing Savannah State. You're not playing Morehouse. You're not playing playing these teams. Like This is your only real opportunity if you're Jackson State or, or uh, I almost said Spelman. If you're Jackson State or South Carolina State, then this is your only real chance to go to Atlanta when you play in the Celebration Bowl. So what does this do? The point of neutral site games a lot of time, not the point of it, but the added benefit of neutral site games almost feels like the point of it because it works so good, is that when you're good there, people are now interested in you. I didn't have Jackson State on my radar, but I happened to go to the Celebration Bowl because I wanted to watch some HBCU football. And man, that Sanders kid, he he all right. He can really sling the rock. Let me see what he's about. Let me da-da-da-da-da. You know, maybe not the most precise example because a lot of people know prime and everything. However, Jackson State, oh man, that Kobe Durant guy is a good corner. And we're going to talk about him as the week goes on. Trust and believe that. But it's those type of moments of kids in the Atlanta region, in the Georgia region, now looking at Jackson State, now looking at South Carolina State as potential places that they may go for college. That works as far as recruiting for the football team. And that also goes for just regular student enrollment. Because why, why are people going to Georgia? 
to grab students at Jackson State. They're just not, not often. You know, I mean, some of us do. Like, I think Texas Southern, I went on a Texas Southern recruiting trip, and we went to Georgia, Alabama, and Louisiana. But overall, man, who do you think them kids going to care more about? Seeing Darian the mouth of the South. I wasn't even the mouth of the South then, okay? I was just Darian Gray, honor student. That's just who I was. I was just that guy, right? I was just a, a regular guy. Now I'm that guy. But I was a regular guy. <laughs> and who do you think they care more about? This random 19-year-old showing up to their high school or Deion Sanders on the sidelines? Or you got Buddy coaching. You got South Carolina coming out there, and they really about to come through and pull off the upset, and they get to watch that. Those type of things make you want to go to the school. It's that type of environment that makes you want to go. Because we, we talk about the athletics and everything, but a big part of these HBCU coaches is the environment that surrounds it. So these are great recruiting tools, whether you want to be an athlete or if you just want to be an academic student on campus. So I think those are great. And here's a couple of things that I want to notice because I think it does give a really interesting chance for both schools to continue a tad bit of momentum. Neither one of these teams have a lot of people from Georgia. That's fine. No big deal. South Carolina State is about three and a half hours away. That's far enough for you to be away from home for real. There ain't nobody going to just pull up on you. But it's also close enough to where it's convenient to go if you need something. So it does offer that. And then also, they have three players on their team from Georgia. One's a redshirt freshman, and the other two are just true freshmen. Which means all of their recruiting of Georgia on the team currently has happened in the last two years. They've built up a little bit. One, then two. Now they're playing in Georgia. Maybe you get five, six. Those are the type of things that you get a chance to do now. You look at Jackson State. They have six players from Georgia. However, two of them were transfers. Two of them came from other schools. And that's a redshirt junior and a sophomore. You look at the other four. They don't. They all true freshmen. There are no people who came to Jackson State straight from Georgia other than those four true freshmen. So now you have the ability to build on there. And you got Deion Sanders as your coach. He was just talking earlier about how he never wanted to leave Atlanta. You think his name doesn't still hold weight there? His name alone. People know Prime. That's 21. People know him in Atlanta. Atlanta, or excuse me, just Georgia probably, Texas, and Florida. His name probably holds a lot of weight there. And you playing games there. Now you're having a chance to really build on a little bit of momentum that you had from already stepping into Georgia and taking four players. So I really think that both teams are presented with the opportunity to play in front of a crowd that is rich in talent. Georgia is rich in talent. And really take the uptick that you had in recruiting Georgia talent just last year and maybe elevate it and increase it even more. I'm not saying they're going to get all your players from Georgia, but you can get a couple more. And Georgia is one of those spots that is really good in football. Now, as we continue on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, we're going to talk about Shadur Sanders, who in his young, young career, his first year of college, is racking up the accolades. And we're going to talk about the one that he has just been announced to win and will officially be announced as the winner of on January 7th. But first, let me tell you about one of the best gifts I've ever received. And I'm low-key kind of regretting not asking for it again for Christmas. I told my cousin that you could take a year off after getting me these Omaha steaks. I might have to call them after this and say, nah, because I need some more. I need 
come back for it again during Christmas. The holidays are around the corner, so finding the perfect gift is tricky for some, but not for me when I know Omaha Steaks exist. Make it easy. Get something that friends, families, is an unforgettable gift. They'll all love it. So go to omahasteaks.com, enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like that world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon that y'all know I love, chicken breast, sides, and desserts, and so much more. So when you use the promo code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers with your order. We've heard all the reports of shortages and shipping delays, so do not wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and get eight free burgers when you enter the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's OmahaStakes.com, keyword college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's keep rolling as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On HBCU. And we're discussing Shador Sanders, the already heavily accomplished and accredited freshman out of Jackson State University, the quarterback. And I want to say something. I purposely never call Shador Sanders Coach Sanders' son. I purposely do that. That's not on accident. That's not a not slipping up or I just never... I purposely don't do it because I don't want to make it seem as if preferential treatment is being given. I might start doing it next year or something because everybody knows who he is. He's established. However, he is his own person. He is not his son. They happen to be related. That happens to be the man who is half of the reason he's here today. But that's not his identity. So that's why I purposely do not acknowledge him as Coach Sanders' son, and you all know that's his son. It's no need to say it, and I don't want to make it seem like favoritism impacts anything that is done or anything that is said. So that's why I never call Coach Sanders his father or Shiloh's father, and I never say that that's Coach uh, Prime's son. I just never try to do that. I just don't think it's fair. So as we continue, and I just say that just so you guys know it was purposeful, let's talk about the fact that he's added to quote my guy J. Cole another trophy on his wall, rather trophy on his mantle. And that award is the FCS Freshman of the Year, better known as the Jerry Rice Award. Yes, yeah, so now you can say he's the SWAC Freshman of the Year, SWAC second team all-teamer, or excuse me, all-SWAC second teamer. And now FCS, I'm talking about not just the best freshman in the SWAC, he is the best freshman in the country and he deserves it it's given to players on the fcs level both red shirt and true freshman and past winners in the last 10 years because it's not a it's not a long-standing award it's a thing that came around in 2011 cooper cup chase edmonds trey lance so it's pretty good company he's not in bad company at all like i said not a long-standing award but shadir sanders is the first ever hbcu player to win this award 
And it's kind of weird to really say that because I almost feel like it should be an HBCU award with Rice going to Mississippi Valley State. But nevertheless, he is the first and only so far, hopefully, but the first of many. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling my boy Big Body Andrew. Ah, he already played. I guess I can't really call anybody because I don't know who it'll be. They're not there yet. But we'll see. I'm, I'm predicting another one at least in the next three years because we're seeing the elevated importance of it, man. And this is just truthfully another call to it. Whether that's former NFL players going to coach at HBCUs, former NFL coaches going to coach at HBCUs, HBCUs being on ESPN Plus, but that's ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3, ESPN Plus, all of those. And now you have a winner. You have... um. Shadur Sanders being the winner of a eighth of a FCS award. And I think you're going to have another one this year in Isaiah land. So that's going to be two winners on the FCS landscape that come from HBCUs. It's truthfully a magnificent thing. But if you're looking just at this, if you're looking just at this alone, this is phenomenal. Shout out to Shadur Sanders and ask prime. If you want to know just how good Sanders has been, he won't be shy to tell you. He'll tell you that he should have been a first-team all-swag quarterback. Forget a Akil Glass. Does not matter. And say what you want to say about it. Sanders has been phenomenal. I'll say that. And I think the one thing that marks Sanders' season as being great is consistency, or two things rather, consistency and efficiency. He's been the most efficient quarterback in the SWAC, fifth most efficient quarterback in the FCS. And that efficiency is really shown by the fact that he Barely has any interceptions. He's always making the right play. And that's really how he how he gets that highest efficiency grading or rating in the conference. And then also he's had over 200 yards in every game. So he's just really the model of consistency. You have to love watching it. And I won't tell you what he's ended with because he's not done yet. He still has one more trophy that he's trying to add to his trophy chest. And that is the Celebration Bowl trophy the championship of all championships as the king of the hbcu and that's what he'll be trying to do going forward i'm just telling you all the reasons that he has the most first place and most second place votes when looking at who's going to be the jerry rice award winner so that's right shador sanders quarterback of jackson state freshman of the year in the swag is now the number one freshman of the year the top freshman in the country in the jerry rice award winner and as we continue going forward with this week's episodes of Locked On HBCU, we're going to continue taking a look at different angles, different aspects of the 2021 Celebration Bowl. It's a week-long affair building up into the big game, the number one game on the HBCU landscape as far as football goes to determine who is the king of the HBCUs. Is it Jackson State or is it South Carolina State? We will see Saturday, but we will talk about it all the way up until then. So as we're building up into that, I appreciate you guys for making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure that it's Locked on Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs, Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. And in the meantime, in between time, y'all know where to catch me, that blue app, the one with the bird. Yes, catch me on Twitter at South Exclusives until the next time we hear each other family. Take care. Stay blessed. Peace. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner. 
empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.